spell Pod Damn America with the triple K. It's Radio Free Tote Bag, and I'm Arthur. I'm Donovan. And uh, this week we got uh, fucking Jake Flores from Pod Damn America and Why You Mad back in the studio with us. What's up, y'all? Always a pleasure. Good to be back. Returning guest Jake Flores first came to us uh in quarantine last summer and now it's it's kind of the same thing but it's slightly better uh <laughs> we all look great oh, yeah. i'm looking at the video feed and i'm saying i remember looking at these faces last year and uh everybody's looking like a 10 this year i don't remember what they were last year but everybody's looking fantastic that's what i'm saying nice yeah. less fear in the eyes you know that's true. I it was it was fucking bleak as I recall. Uh we were talking about freezer trucks uh outside of morgues and shit last year. Yeah. And now yeah. now we're talking about summer fun and going places. Yeah, ice you know? cream trucks. <laughs> good kind of freezer trucks. We love that kind. Except for the one on my street, because he seems like a nice dude, but sometimes he just parks it out there. And not because like people are coming up, but he's probably just checking his phone or like eating a snack or something. But he just kind of <laughs> runs the music, and I it was a little exactly. charming at first. But my window <laughs> face is like right there, and uh, I'm getting I'm getting a little sick of it. You're like on yeah. a Zoom call for fucking work, and it's just turkey in the straw over and over again. <laughs> That's not good. Is that what that song is called? Yeah, it's uh, what it been. Is it one of those things that like the lyrics are actually very racist if you look them up? Yes, oh, it absolutely is. There is there is a version oh, of the ice cream song that's incredibly racist. That's Dear so God, that's it's definitely the good assumption to make. I I, I think that holds true for for most things, Certainly. except for Ring Around the Rosie, which is just about dead people, and that's kind of nice in comparison. That's evergreen. That's yeah. forever. that's true. No, but mm-hmm. ragtime music, it evokes a certain era where something was going on, you know? For sure. That's true. Anytime somebody's syncopating with one hand and doing the other <laughs> thing with the other hand, racism is not far. <laughs> not far from it. Folks, syncopation is tearing this country apart. <laughs> uh, we can only listen to one tone at a time from now on to keep safe. That's my that's my recommendation. <laughs> Is that the opposite of syncopation? I don't know a whole lot about music. Let's deflect from that fact. Oh, I, yeah, I'm completely, I don't know anything. I'm misusing all sorts of jargon. Syn- syncopation is a rhythmic, it's a, it's you know, like a polyrhythm, but no, but no big deal. No big deal. As opposed to a, like a monogamous yeah, rhythm. Sure. Trad Low, low hanging fruit. I'm snagging it. I'm snagging it. Uh, well, Jake, we've had you on before, so we've asked you the traditional guest question and all these things. But you had a recent experience that you talked about on Why You Mad that I thought was very relevant to this show. <laughs> uh, for folks, I, I figured we don't need to run through the whole story. Listen to listen to Why You Mad with Jake and Luisa to get the, the whole rundown. But for the folks who don't know, do, do you want to kind of summarize what happened to you? Yeah, I'll, best do the you quick, can? <laughs> I'll do the quick version and then if you want to hear the whole thing, yeah, listen to my podcast. But um, I was on a dating app called Field, which is like, suffice to say, I think the deal with Field is that it used to be for threesomes, but now it's just the, it's just like a big tent, big umbrella, you know, there's like all sorts of queer people on it. There's people that are trying to have threesomes together. Then there's also just a bunch of straight normie people. It's very confusing. There's that. <laughs> I, someone on this app, I swear to God their like profile their bio was like all things are possible through christ and i was like (laughs) 
Are you looking happy? for looking for my unicorn? Uh, <laughs> Jesus will make it happen, though. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, technically, when you fuck a Christian, by the way, it's always a threesome. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop doing stand up on your podcast now. But I so I was on this app, and uh, I was I'm, I don't know. I'm weird. I don't. I'm not queer. I'm weird. I think is where I'm going with this. Like, there's no like civil rights movement for being i'm just a like non-monogamous type into kink shit and stuff like that so i'm trying to find a weirdo so i use the weird app to date and uh and i'm just uh, on and i've you know talked to a couple people who are like people just in here you know in brooklyn where i live and everyone's still in quarantine so there's not a lot of dating happening really actively or whatever so i don't know it's just the thing i got going in the background um anyway the other night in the middle of the night this woman dm'd me and she was like hey i'm bored and you know like i'm horny or whatever and you're hot and yada yada she started talking to me and uh i should have realized like this is immediately a red flag like women don't. <laughs> this is a thing women do right is they <laughs> They hit up random strange men in the middle of the night, you know? <laughs> I remember how I met my girlfriend. And she texted me out of the blue. She said, hey, BB, like this post for thick pics of me. And we've been together a year now. <laughs> Congratulations. She was a hot single Thank in the area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I don't know. It was late at night. And I was drinking and shit. And I was just chilling out. And so I was like, oh, all right. Maybe this fucking chick is who she says she is. And she's some person, you know, and um she's you know started kind of sexting me and like sending me like like nudes and stuff and uh was flirting and then asked me if i kind of wanted to like engage in you know in a thing and like sext her or whatever and so i was like um you know the the thing is this person was pretty good at it so like i was like yeah okay this sounds like a normal like a person and you know it was interesting this is happening and also it did occur to me like maybe this is fucking bullshit but i don't we'll get to this but i don't care so i uh <laughs> i talked to them and then they like you know they essentially like jerked me off like i came having phone sex with this person right on. and then it was over and then like half an hour later they came back and they were like surprise i'm gonna blackmail you um you were gonna venmo me five hundred dollars um because i found your they found my instagram because my mm. name and my face, not my name name, but like my handle, like Feral Jokes. It's on the, like I use it in the, the app. I don't care. I yeah. use it for everything. So, uh, so they're like, you're going to send me $500 or else I'm going to text your like dick pics and stuff to everyone <laughs> that you're friends with on Instagram. And, uh, <laughs> and if you try to like shut down your Instagram, I'm just going to do it in a month or whatever, all this stuff. And I was just like, well, let me stop you right there. I've been doxxed like a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care the shit. Uh, because it's like, you can't, once you've seen my dick, like, you, you, you can, water can't get more wet than it already is. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just all out there already. So, like, you go, you picked like just a hundred percent the wrong guy, you know? Cause, like, hey, I'm a comedian. I pissed a bunch of people off with comedy, but also I'm like a political fucking radical dissident. So there's like, you know, alt-right people are just doxing me all the time and shit. And I am a hedonist and I'm very, you know, gross and I'm not very private and I'm not very careful with who I am. So like all this shit is just out there. Like I've done 
porn. I don't give a shit. So, like, <laughs> anyway, the wind really came out of this guy's sails. This is a guy now, if you've been paying attention to the story, uh, the subtext, uh, rather, you know. And he's the like, truth revealed. He's saying, like, well, I'm going to destroy your career. And I'm like, I'm a comedian. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> this is my this, career, you know? Yeah. And, this is um, material you've given me. <laughs> Yeah, and so then, you know, he does, like, text my, I got text messages from a bunch of my friends that are like, some guy is, like, sending me pictures of your dick, and I'm like, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I thought it was a woman, and um, <laughs> this whole thing. So right around this point in the story is when I go, like, wait a minute, dude, you, like, made me come. Like, how, you were pretty good at that. Like, what the fuck is up with that? Because <laughs> he was like, I'm not, as someone with experience in this sort of thing, he just knew all the right, like, lingo and weird shit to say and stuff. And, right. like, and I was like, wow, what? Like, can you keep going, please? Like, you know? <laughs> you want to go again? Yeah. And, uh, and now he won't answer my texts. Oh. Fuck, isn't that always the way? It happens know. to me every fucking time. <laughs> uh, speaking of things happening to me, I had nearly exactly the same fucking thing happen to me. <laughs> no except way. the fun wrinkle for me, uh, I have uh, been diagnosed with something called a psychotic disorder not otherwise specified. And what that sometimes means is that I will have like a very small delusion. And if I focus on it too much, it blossoms into a larger delusion. And so one evening I was entertaining delusions and a Facebook bot messages me. And I'm like, this is a real person. Oh, like it no. looks, it looks like a bot, but, but no, there's, there's the spark of humanity within this, within this program, <laughs> you know? So I'm having, I'm having spinning out on this and uh, the bots like, Hey, you want to fucking see a picture of my butt? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Very much. Please. <laughs> uh so she sends me some you know it the robot sends me some very stock uh uh images uh, just pornographic parts. in nature <laughs> yeah like a fucking <laughs> graphics card uh and uh and then goes hey why don't you uh why don't you send me a picture of, of what you got going on what do you look you know what's your whole thing and uh so like I take a picture of my fucking wiener and I send it to this robot and then it's, and then it's like, uh, okay, now show me one of your whole body. And I'm like, okay, sure. I'll do that. And then within a couple minutes, uh, whoever was on the other end operating this fucking thing had mocked up like a fucking, like a poster that was like fucking child molester. <laughs> like it was fucking insane. <laughs> like this, this shit had production values. Oh and they, they were like, they were like, if you don't, uh, you know, give me, you know, X amount of money, then we're going to send uh, this fucking poster that we've mocked up of you, like declaring you a pedophile to all kinds of people. And I, I do live some, like, especially back then I was living more of a private life than I do now. I talk about whatever the fuck on this show. It's but true. Uh, like back then I felt a little more uh, uh, reserved about that kind of thing, but they really picked the wrong person there because I don't have any money. Like not. What if I could, you know, I will, I will transfer the entire contents of my bank account. If you would like $3 overdrawn. Yeah. You can have that. <laughs> like half a blockbuster gift card. Can that, can we call that like even from that or yeah, right. what's up? Uh, and we went round and round for a little bit and they're like cajoling me telling me like, you have to fucking come up with some money or this, you're, you're so fucked. And I was like, you really, I, this, okay, that's fine. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. On. <laughs> and uh, the best part of that for me was it actually snapped me out of the fucking spin out. Like I was like having the oh, you know delusions, yeah. and I go, "Oh, this feels very real. This is what's actually happening." Okay, okay, I'm back. Yeah, that's wild. Fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so blackmailers uh, visited Arthur and gave him the the gift of a helping hand uh, while having an episode. And they visited Jake and, and gave him the gift of uh, some material. What will they bring to Donovan is my question. Yes. What gift will the blackmail Santa? I'm trying to think of the character that could embody this. I hope it's something good. That's If it's you're like out there a, and you want to blackmail me, send me like it's uh, like a, the, some treats. At the end of like a wiz- the Wizard of Oz, when everyone gets like a personalized gift. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking perfect. Yeah. Your <laughs> You're running low on nicotine, and so we've given you the gift of like a hundred rolls of snooze. That's my that's my like gift hinting to to the blackmailer out there. There you go. <laughs> I, I appreciate though that. Uh, Jake, particularly in in your case, you kind of defeated this person through just like not engaging with the shame that would normally be around that. Yeah. And and I don't say that in a way because like that shit can be traumatizing for people. Like for some people, that's really going to fuck them up. And I don't mean to like disparage somebody like that or anything, but like there really is such a fucking significant power into just being able to be like, yeah, I mean, this is that's me like yeah it's crazy because you think this is all like intangible you know like this is not like a material threat like somebody with a gun or something like that but this really does destroy people's lives or like upend their careers and stuff and there it's it's just like magical thinking or something there is something like that completely upends what would have been extreme damage in just not giving a shit or like you know i also i don't have a family or a job so like there's also (laughs) it's not all like me like being cool it's also like you know you can't bleed a stone kind of thing or whatever but like but um yeah i don't know man i mean it's it's, i think it's pretty funny (laughs) uh, and i will say like the first time i got doxxed it was fairly traumatizing it was annoying when it's like you know against your will or whatever but it just you just get stronger over the course of time, the more shit happens to you in life because nothing really affects you after a while. And then you're just this yeah. weird, like scab walking around the world. Like, yeah, take a <laughs> swing at me, pal, you know? Uh, uh, so, so much of it is having gotten through a thing and realizing that you're okay on the other side of it. And just like a new thing will come along and you'll be like, Oh, I'll just get through this too. It's no fucking, it's no problem. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's what it's like to be a stand up comedian, you know, like, people all the time are just like how do you do that and you're like get drunk and talk into a fucking computer thing i don't fucking know how do i do that (laughs) did you uh did you have any epilogue to it did you ever find a motive or was this just some some random person uh i mean he like started going into his little routine at one point and was like i'm a psycho i'll fuck you shit up and, blah, blah. <laughs> and like also sent me like an eerie uh video of himself like with the 
silhouette, you know, in front of his face kind of thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, I'm not... V for Vendetta once. <laughs> yeah. So I keep thinking, like, maybe if he comes back at me again, like, I'll, like, you know, try and track him down. Or the other thing is I was thinking mm. of just sending him tons more dick pics. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't like those. This one's got a better angle. The lighting's better. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so far, nothing. I think it just fizzled out. It's probably moved on to somebody else. Yep. And it's Maybe. Like, oh, what am I going to do? Go, go arrest the guy? Like, what? You know? Yeah. The pay, the cops don't give a shit. And B, this is probably some poor bastard that really needs $500. They're just not going right. to me. Yeah. Or uh, you got to wonder with folks like this, too. Like, if you got the ability to do that to somebody and also to engage in it like to the degree that you're like sexting with somebody is kind of part of like this scam i feel like that person's like the opposite of a not shameful person i feel like you got to be somebody who's like kind of a little orb of shame to be to be going out and throwing that at people yeah and i feel like that that applies like with other stuff we talk about on here though it's just like i don't know the the people who are shittiest about like sex stuff they tend to be pretty unfulfilled in my experience and like with what I, what I hear from stories like these. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like weird projection about shit that they feel weird about or something. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. I can't put it into the technical <laughs> terms. Something like that. I think. That does I, uh, I have a degree in psychology, which actually makes me uh, an expert on this topic. And uh, <laughs> I can tell you, from the science, these people are a bunch of fucking squids. Don't be blackmailing people. <laughs> that is official science. Uh, I, I'm, I'm doing stuff that doesn't have anything to do with my d- degree. That's my little fun segue. <laughs> I, on that. I majored in psych. I just dropped out. Fuck oh, man. hell yeah. High five for, uh, for carrying the psychology with us until this point when it was most useful, when it, when it ultimately <laughs> saved the day. Uh, yeah. kill people burn shit fuck school yeah. uh i also before before we move on i do want to get uh our new technology i want to deploy the new technology we've developed uh so we asked you last time about your most embarrassing dating or relationship experience what is your least embarrassing relationship or dating experience what's <laughs> what's what's your biggest success what's you know brag on yourself in dating for a minute here oh man that's a cool question um <laughs> that's our gift to people who come back then we ask them a nice one yeah uh a couple years ago i had a full relationship going with two women at the same time and we'd have threesomes and stuff that was pretty cool well there you fucking go one, that's of, one, dream. Of, them now, one of them now is a very nice young man <laughs> hell yeah um it was pretty wild though i was i i remember distinctly at that time in my life thinking i wish I could send a message to my 15 year old self because that is probably the first person who would be most impressed with this. Cause it was also, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever typical Brooklyn bullshit. Yeah. But, uh, but I thought it was pretty cool. I had quite a good time that summer. I think, Lucky. I think definitely. So it is one of those ones that like, you, there's so much mystique built up around it that, yeah, you go back to the 15 year old self, your, your mind would practically explode. But then kind of after doing it, I don't know, my, my takeaway was this is kind of convenient because one person can tap out and get some water. 
And that's what excited <laughs> me about the situation. You could take a little breather. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, the um, the bragging rights or whatever are kind of more the point sometimes than the actual act. But sex is weird like that anyway. I don't know. I honestly kind of enjoy it. Like, shit, certain shit that people other people complain about like i'll give you example 69ing some people don't like it i like it a lot i think it's because i have ADD, yeah. oh, so yeah. i need there to be five things happening at the same time <laughs> <laughs> so just get it all sort of situated I've, I've said i've said it before but genitals in my face and my genitals in someone's face that's just perfect that's everything i could ever want it's fantastic it is I, yeah I, I hear that from people too i've, I've like people being <clears throat> Not so much into it. And I don't know. Like, I guess it's if you're somebody who doesn't have that, maybe you're you get kind of distracted by somebody going to town on you. But then that's fun, too, because they're like, all, oh, I'm all horny and doing sex stuff. And then that's hot. And then you're eating them at the same time or something. I don't know why I just went down that little train of thought. That's one <laughs> of my thoughts on why 69 is cool. It's good. So, uh, you know what you hear sometimes is you hear one person who's like in a relationship go like uh oh no one does that in real life right and then you see the other person get kind of sad (laughs) oh no you can it's pretty easy all you do is just flip around (laughs) just have not even a full rotation just half a rotation it's fantastic it's not even a Tony hawk 900 it's just I have never sm- managed to smoothly do it. I always end up like fucking kneeing them in the shoulder or something as I'm you know, flipping around. Yeah, never easy. It's called Dude. fucking goofy footed. You, you flip around. <laughs> Chad Muska used to fuck like that. Goofy stance. <laughs> fucking awesome. Hey, speaking of goofy stances, I'm going to take a stance on the the question box and the fact that we should do it <laughs> that's all staying in oh, okay great it's even worse when we play the sound drop in zencaster because then when i say a dumb segue i have to sit there in silence for five seconds and think about it <laughs> That's not ideal. But hey, it's the question box, folks. The segment of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions into us and we'll read them and we'll answer them. If you're new to the show or have forgotten, you can find a link to the question box at our website, rftb.me, or our social media at rftbpod on Twitter at Radio Free Tote Bag. On Instagram, I should probably make them the same thing. You don't have to make an account, it's anonymous. You just type the question into the box and then you press send. And how great is that? And this week, here's what we got for you first. Hey, hey, boys. Hello. Hey, hey to you. My (laughs) wife and I recently tried eating ass. Hers, not mine. Should try both. And she's been pretty much entirely focused on more of that ever since. Now, I love diving in there just fine, and I'll do it every day. But I want to find a balance where we still do something else every now and then. Help. Well, 
<laughs> this this is a, a a fervor of the newly converted kind of situation. You know how somebody like a you know they're in their thirties and they get married to somebody who's a Catholic and their whole family wants them to be Catholic, so they convert to Catholicism for them, and then they're like a fucking hyper Catholic for like a few years. Yeah. This is exactly what happened here. She she's like, you can eat the butt. I must have the butt eaten constantly. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's gonna that's gonna fade off. You're gonna you know she's gonna get inured to the butt eating, and you'll be able to do other things someday. But for now, it's butt time. You're in the honey moon period, <laughs> right? Like mooning. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Yeah. Right, but for real though, that is how it tends to go. You introduce something new; it's like exciting and all that. And there yeah. is like that time before it wears off that it's almost like it's kind of—I don't know—it's kind of essential. Like you—you've—you've you've tasted the thing, literally, and you figured mm-hmm. out that it's that it's great. It kind of makes sense to to want to do it uh, uh, frequently. So yeah, I think that'll I think that'll wear off as as time goes on. But I mean, if it's really it's really bugging you and it's really going you could you could just nod sometimes or be like hey i don't want to do this every time just for special occasions it's like when you get a new playstation game or something you just wear the shit out of it for like a couple weeks she'll get bored of it and it'll go back to normal right or else i think you're right about this like elastic theory of like you know it's it's a bit it's 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 been um held inside for so long that now that it's out it's like you know it's, it's gonna go crazy for a while so what you yeah. could do is get into a um back to the future style situation where you go back in time and then eat your wife's ass when she was younger so that this- <laughs> <laughs> that's my solution to the problem I, love I, it. I think that's the easiest and most simple solution here so listeners just jot that one down <clears throat> Uh, real quick when you got a second the the plans for the time machine uh and everything there fear uh, not fear not if you do really love eating the butt and it does slack off uh ass eating is the bloodborne of sexual acts so you're gonna come back to it you know what i mean you'll beat it a couple times you'll get like two out of the three endings and you know you will come back to conquer it you will right yeah just because you picked up sekiro it doesn't mean you're never gonna go back but you just got it and there's lots of new content in there and so you want to dig through it you know, a little bit. It adds up. It, it does it. add up. <laughs> Weird word to use, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, offhand mentioned the hers, not mine. Uh, but you're saying my wife and I. Uh, I'm reckoning you're you're a fella here, and there's there's a little bit. We've talked about this. There's a little bit of a of a social anxiety among cis men and straight men in the in the asshole region sometimes and i'm here to tell you uh that's all a fucking fraud it's a great time in there and they've been tricking you into not doing it like men have lived their entire lives without having a rim job and they could have loved it that's fucking unfulfillment and that's what i was talking before and those people go on to be ghosts who blackmail people so don't be like that (laughs) give it a little try i'm telling you fuck yeah yeah. It can even be sprinkles on Sunday. It doesn't only have to be its own act. You can kind of get in there while you're getting jerked off or something. It just it adds a new element, and I recommend it. Why wouldn't you at least try? Life is so long and boring. You should probably try every possible thing in every possible hole, right? Right. Exactly. That is, that is a take you really don't hear enough of. Too many people go with the life is short. 
no nah, life's pretty fucking long like you're gonna have a lot of days where you're just like fuck this again <laughs> <laughs> plus there's just like i don't know I mean, this kind of sounds like it's the case. You tried it out and your wife ended up being really into it. Like that comes out of a lot of things, you know, and if you're, if you're kind of living in a way or in a culture where, you know, stuff's kind of frowned upon or you're dissuaded from doing it. I mean, it's what I was talking about again, like you're missing out on, on potentially a, a whole thing that could like, maybe that's the thing you were looking for in your sex life sort of thing. There's also the chance you're going to get your butt licked. You're going to be like, this is kind of wet and I don't like, it's like a warm wet wipe. I don't really like that. And that's totally fine too. But I, I think the message I'm trying to get across here is, is don't let, don't let shame stop you from having a good time for fuck's sake. Straight up. So get your ass eaten and go back in time. That's our advice. Next question. Next question. Go like this. Arthur and Donovan and Jake Flores and Jake Flores. Awesome show. Great job. Is that, oh, is that a Tim and Eric the, reference? Yeah. I like Thanks. that. Is that Thanks. the question? No. Uh, this person has a, has a cum conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> I would like my partner F 24 fighter jet to do more with my M 27 cum. I think it would be super hot if she were rubbing it on herself, licking it up, and all around enjoying it more. I'm not sure how she will receive that suggestion, though. Is there a good way to build to this? Is this a a rather niche thing? I tried the internet, but mostly found women freezing dozens of loads and drinking it like a smoothie, which really isn't my jam. (laughs) Go cool on ice. Did you use Google? (laughs) Which search engine did you use? (laughs) Like us. Uh, anyway, thanks, boys. TLDR, how do I get her to love my loads? I guess cum is like one of those ungoogleable things because the internet's just like, oh shit, hold on, I've got a million <laughs> things about this. They're all right. insane. Plus, that's like a word that's got to be tagged in about every single porno. You yeah, know? it's hard to narrow down what. But what are they doing with the cum? Very important. You know what this sounds like to me, though, is that this person is realizing that they have like a cum thing, like yeah. a kind of fetish or a fixation on it, which is what you need to explain to the person you're fucking you that, that I think that is how it's, it has to be oriented, because you can't be like be, you can't come from the angle of like, this is normal. Why aren't you doing this? Like, this is your yeah. fault. You know, <laughs> everything has to be approached with like, look, I'm insane. I have an idea. <laughs> right. You know, if you, you can't be like, like that, they'll probably do it. Yeah. And you can't be coming up to them like, uh, you know, the fucking rules, you know, first we make out, we do a little foreplay. And then, and then you were rubbing it on herself, licking it up, and all around enjoying it more. That's just the way these things go. Please stick to the playbook. I think that cum preference is sort of a baked-in thing that, like, people have like a cum tolerance, and it, like, I suppose it could be increased over time, like an alcohol tolerance or a cannabis tolerance, but like. <laughs> You know, a like fucking people... hard drinking guy at the bar who's got a really high <laughs> cum tolerance, like a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> Can I just say, about exactly a year ago, we talked about a shot glass full of cum. Yes, we did. And yeah. I, I'm happy. I'm happy we've come. We've come right back to this. We've come full circle. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
but, but what I'm getting at is that like people enjoy cum at different rates. Like, you, you know, you run into somebody who's like a chocoholic. They fucking love chocolate. You run into somebody, ah, I can take or leave chocolate. People who absolutely hate chocolate. They're out there. Right. And I think it's much the same way with cum. And I don't think that there is a way to entice somebody to enjoy cum more than they do. Um, if they will grow to enjoy cum, it is a natural outgrowth, but I don't think there's any way to encourage it. Right. I'm, I'm thinking you start small then. And Jake, I appreciate that you're framing of kind of saying like, this is a kink kind of thing, or this is what I'm into. Uh, and just being direct about that. Cause also like sometimes you bring up an idea with sex and if it's something like this, where like, it, it, it's almost a performance kind of thing. Like it's about them doing the stuff with the come. I think a partner can tend to get more into like, if they know that you're really into it. So yeah, I think sure. getting across that this is like, this is a big thing for you is important. But at the same time, like Arthur's saying with the, with the cum tolerance, I don't, I don't think you can like, don't come in with like, okay, we're doing this, 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 we're going to be saving up for fucking weeks, but like start with some small stuff, you know, and, and see how it goes and maybe, maybe work up from there. I had never heard of cum slushies before this question. I had not either. We've talked about Gokun where they pour all the cum in a glass and then somebody drinks it. Right. This is like uh, this is like the cool down summertime version. They set the <laughs> cocoon card up. It's only around from like May to August. That's warm, yeah. And they can't get it after that. Only only the regular stuff. It's very seasonal. Yeah, you can get things at Sonic right now. <laughs> the fucking the two uh they're comics right the guys who do the sonic commercials i want to say they're like Are comics they? and like bit actors yeah i think they've been in a bunch of stuff uh just sitting in the car fucking drinking gum slushy <laughs> <laughs> yeah making those really unoffensive jokes yeah <laughs> but drinking but drinking a slush made of cum <laughs> you gotta keep it family friendly though i'm getting a brain freeze Whoa. oh i get it brain uh, that one had some that one had some layers as if they i don't know mixed in something else fun with the cum and it was like a swirl kind of situation <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard of the freezing thing legit either. So that is that is interesting that That's that is cool. that is what came up. I mean, look up Cocoon or look yeah. up Bukaki. Well, Bukaki, I guess, is like a lot of people, and I don't I don't get the impression that's what you're trying to do. But look at just look up like cum shots and shit, and see what people do. What could be interesting? Talk to your partner about it. Maybe she's secretly into this too, or uh, or they. I didn't see a I didn't see a maybe. <laughs> interesting to me about these questions like i'm like but part of why i'm like a freewheeling like solo poly type is like you know i i don't know like something about relationships that get to a point where you're emailing a podcast where you're like ah i my wife wants me to eat her ass but i don't want to or like i really want to do this thing but she doesn't want to the con this is all within the confines of monogamy. I'm not going to evangelize like you should go be polyamorous or something. <laughs> but like, I, it's, something's got to happen. Like, you either got to talk this person into doing something that you understand that you like more than them, or just jack off or something. I don't know. It's right. interesting the way what's happening here is people are trying to maintain relationships, which is good, you know. Yeah. But, 
I, I guess to me, whenever I hear questions like this, I'm like, all right, figure out how everyone gets their needs taken care of and likes yeah. each other. That's that's why Dan Savage is such a supporter of, of polyamory <laughs> or even like just having one partner be able to step out if they need it you know what i mean like if one partner say say anal is like a fucking sticking point for you like you have to have anal sex or you're not sexually fulfilled and you're and your partner's not into it uh fucking savage talks about like just like let them go get some fucking ass and like let them come home and be happy you know yeah like it's hard yeah i I think part with this too is just kind of especially like if you're new to kink shit it comes back a little bit to the shame stuff I was talking before, but also just like the anxiety of, of kind of figuring something else new where there's like that first time you want to do this thing, but it's like, I don't want to look like an idiot. You know, I don't want to fuck it up, all that kind of stuff. And especially like when it's a really personal thing like this, I feel like a lot of people just kind of want confirmation that like, yeah, that's like a reasonable thing to want to do, you know? Yeah. Uh, Right. But again, it kind of brings me back to like, I, I don't think everybody should be looking out to validate on other people because there isn't like a, a, a normal thing. As long as your shit is consensual and like everybody's getting what they need out of it, fucking crack on. I love that that term has entered my vocabulary. <laughs> crack on. <laughs> Ever since we started doing video on these uh, recording sessions, I have noticed that you have a cool eyebrow raise that you do when you land a thing that you're really proud of. <laughs> do I? You really do. <laughs> uh, I mean, that makes me happy. I was thinking earlier about how my eyebrows I realized are kind of low to my eyes, and then I was yeah. like doing something like this. I was like, "Does this look normal?" I'm raising my eyebrows, listener. Uh, and it doesn't look normal. I you look, had a very I expressive brow. Surprised or up to no good when they're when they're all the way up. Uh uh which which question we talk? Uh, the 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 come one. Yes, I I, I read the come one. I guess to to wrap the sucker up on that, embrace that this is your kink, bring it up with your partner, get into it a little easy way, and uh, have have a good time with it. Hell yeah. All right. Nice. We've also got... Oh, here's an interesting one. My boyfriend and I, 25F, are both big fans of Ballin' Out Super. One unfortunate side effect of our shared listening is that throughout the day, my boyfriend will, really, will randomly say... <laughs> in katie rose leon's voice to no one at first i thought this was kind of funny but now i find it annoying and disruptive how do i get him to quit <laughs> we're back with a yaw situation yeah we're back on y'all uh what, what did we say about y'all i can't even remember what our what our advice was there i think I think we actually had Alex on with that one, speaking of balling out super. And I think we came to the conclusion that you lean into it and mm, drive it into mm. the ground so that they stop doing it. Ooh, good strategy. Yeah. That's powerful. Or, or come up with like your, your own kind of catchphrase. You could you could take a catchphrase from us. I can't think of a good one. Say <laughs> crack on. That'd probably get annoying. <laughs> that's cool. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be it. The best way, because like – you don't want to hurt someone's feelings if you don't like a running bit they're doing. Like True. I had a, I, I dated somebody once who uh, every once in a while would try to introduce a new catchphrase. And some of them I was like, in, <laughs> under my breath, like this, this will never work. <laughs> you know? and, uh, and you don't want to hurt their feelings, you know? So what you do is you just cycle in a bunch of new bits because bits work in a queue 
in a friend group and in a relationship and mm. stuff like that. And they, they knock the other ones behind them backwards. Oh. That's a really good insight about um, friend group dynamics and like the way jokes kind of evolve and grow and change and move out of, move out of order. That's really smart. Yeah. It's survival of the bittest. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, and that dude. one, and that one died and went extinct yeah, very no, quickly. Don't do that one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, actually, you could say something because my annoying insights usually just come out of my brain. Sometimes it's like bottling lightning, but we got a really good one right there. Uh, so I think when she when she says uh, poir. You you respond with whatever I just said that I can't remember what I just said. Survival of, of the bittest. Survival of the bittest. That <laughs> oh, makes sense. Fuck. I wouldn't remember that. That was pretty bad. Dude, but it's you say even that. A second time. <laughs> you say oh, you throw down a gauntlet. You say, all right, survival of the bittest. And then you just have stockpiled a bunch of dog shit lines and you're just like chucking them, chucking them. And they're overwhelmed with the force. And within that like maelstrom of shitty bits, this one gets lost. And uh, they're sick of humor and bits forever. And then everything's great. We won't argue you know, again. Which one infected my friend group a while back? It was uh, somebody, I can't remember, somebody really cool years ago in Austin. I lived there said, uh, instead of saying, fuck off, they said, kick rocks. And we all started doing it. <laughs> Someone said, kick rocks with no socks. And I lost my fucking mind. It was the coolest <laughs> way to tell someone to fuck off. <laughs> And it took the whole town by storm, honestly. <laughs> I like that. That is that, that's a legitimately good little saying there. I'm gonna I'm gonna tuck that away for just keep later. all these up your sleeve. Just keep a sleeve full of cool things to say, and you won't be thinking about the the one that annoys you that someone else says. There you go. There we go. That's the spirit. Uh bit retaliation. Arthur, what else do we have in here? Uh, this one's for Dono. Oh! Uh, me and my brother were at a rummage sale, and we found a Ouija board. We took it home, waited for a full moon, brought it to the attic, and this is what it said. <clears throat> hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Quite stylish. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. <laughs> But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Good night, Seattle. We love you. What does this mean? What does that mean? Do, was that like a song that you recognized? What? Yeah, it's the oh, fucking it's... Frasier closing, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> been... You got fucking Frasier. What is wrong with Not you? again. You got oh. fucking Frasier, bitch. Oh, the listeners have zeroed in on my weak point. <laughs> My lack of knowledge of old-ass sitcoms. <laughs> Fuck! I'm That's also, not... though, imagining, like, I, I feel like the, of all the ways to hear that song, like, the medium of a Ouija board, it's going to take a long fucking time. No musicality to it H at all. E. <laughs> Why? Wait, that's the start of the Frasier theme song. <laughs> <laughs> That is a pretty good bit. If it is taking a really long time and someone's writing down, hey, baby, right. I hear, because they're going to figure it out like halfway through, like the blue. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> well, to that, uh, to that previous question, ask her, maybe get yourself a Ouija board and do shit like this to your partner. That gets it. Uh, <laughs> it's a spooky element. 
And thank you, listener, for a funny bit, and not thank you for targeting my weak points. Is this like an ongoing thing that your listeners know about you that you don't know Frasier? Arthur loves Frasier. I love Frasier. Cool. I've never seen Frasier. I've never seen Cheers. What's the other one you like, Arthur? Uh, uh, what is the other one I like? I mean, kind of into Seinfeld, two. aside from the fact that he's like a weird pedophile. I like that show. I like the show, right, too, though. But uh, funny. I haven't seen any of those any of those other two, and I don't plan to. I'm taking a firm stance after these attacks. I need to maintain a strong yeah. the, uh, outward appearance. The opposition came when Donovan started talking about fucking uh, Jersey Shore with guests. Yeah. And uh, I I presented Frasier as sort of the spiritual opposite to Jersey Shore, <laughs> and uh, this has been the dichotomy ever since. I'm not sure if that's See? accurate on a kind of never seen Frasier, uh, but I, I will believe that. I'm kind of making up a picture in my mind. It's a bunch of well dressed people in the mountains. Uh, they're not getting crazy, get wild. They're getting very serious. Uh, and they're not going to get party. They're not going to party or get loud either. Is that about accurate? Yeah, they're going to drink sherry. That's true. I think they're yeah, in pretty. Seattle. Right, that is the opposite Seattle. of the Jersey Shore. That is fully the opposite. On the other side of the country, although there is like a body of water, so I guess there'd kind of be a shore there. No, it's all rocky and shit. Don't worry about it. Uh, all right, I'm just going to read another question before I, I get lost on a, a Jersey Shore tangent. Let's see. Oh God! All right, I'm not going to read this in the in the in the voice. Good idea. <laughs> R.I.P. Chet Hanks, as he once said, "Big up, big up, the whole island, massive." It's your boy Chetana coming straight from the Golden Globes. You know what I'm saying? Me, Finna, Father Tom Hanks presenting an award. Soon forward come, big up, tune in. R.I.P. indeed, man. R.I.P. to for, Chet Hanks. Is he dead? For, uh, Don't you just dead. wish Chet Hanks was dead? <laughs> he died at the end of yeah. our last episode after Arthur made him cough to death. It was very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Listen to our last Patreon episode for, for the Chet Hanks bit. Very, very funny shit. Patreon.com slash RFTB. And thank you, listener, for going behind the paywall unless you pirated it somehow. <laughs> Oh, fuck, I hadn't even considered that we could get pirated. I hadn't even thought of that as a thing that would... Wow. They're coming to pirate us. They yeah, see you gotta, anybody that pirates a Patreon's an asshole. Unless you... Well, I don't know how to say this. You guys aren't making enough money to get pirated. If someone pirates right. your show, they're a t- real dick. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's, totally what case. that's what I'm getting at. Instead of pirating, you should... Uh, uh, Head on down to patreon.com slash RFTB. We got lots of bonuses. It's a great time. Arthur, what else do we have in here? Hello, Arthur and Donovan and Jake Flores. I am experiencing what I believe to be a common problem that is rarely spoken of. I cannot find a cock-only cock ring that fits properly. I got myself a stretchy set, and they're too loose to provide much restriction. I got myself a set that is barely stretchy at all, and they're too damn tight, painfully so, in fact. I feel like Goldilocks looking for the cock ring that fits just right. <laughs> Goldicocks, if you will. will. As a card-carrying coxman, can you help me? Thanks in advance. Love the show. P.S. It's pretty cool to see all the new guests you guys are getting. I'm glad RFTB is getting the love it deserves. Thank you very much, listening. Thank you. That feels good as fuck. That was nice. You know what else feels good as fuck when you 
go through all the cock rings. You're in the sex shop and you're like looking at it and you're like trying to imagine your girth <laughs> compared to, and you're like, all right. And then you get home and you fucking whiffed it and you have to do it a few more times. But when you land it, it it's pretty great. I had this experience, but this is also like very early on for me. And then I like found a particular one that worked that like I could, I could get again. My, I, mine was just kind of trying a bunch of different ones, particularly like the silicone ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, more, more kind of a range of, uh, sizes that could go with one as opposed to like a metal one i assume you got a pretty narrow yeah. range of where also don't use the metal ones i think that's seems bad yeah unless you're into it unless you're uh, into it, then i guess either y'all have conquering experiences that you could help this person absolutely i think that they should make them like a the snapback part of a baseball cap because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's functional but also it'd be pretty stylish if you had a little fitted hat like a little yankees hat going on down there right right come to think of it uh, there might there may be some kind of adjustable one maybe like a leather strap or something i'm certain i don't know is. if i'm like okay i don't know i was fabricating this memory but i, I think yeah they gotta make some kind of uh, adjustable type it is quite like a conundrum because you don't want a lot of moving parts down there that's scary you know yeah that's true too uh and the ones of removal is big the ones that I've seen that are adjustable, it's kind of like uh, a little apparatus that has like two rings, right? And then like a rubber tube is fed through the rings and then you can like tighten okay. the, like you pull the strings through the, through the two holes yeah. in the apparatus and that creates the tension. But still the stretchy material. That, I mean, right. that seems ideal. Yeah. Uh, maybe look, look online too. I don't know if you're going to like a local sex shop. Uh, if, if you're, if you're having no luck there, maybe browse around on online i mean there's all fucking kinds of stuff and look for something specifically like that yeah Yeah. what if you were so cheap that you bought one that didn't fit and then you just like uh were like well better try to change the size of my dick (laughs) (laughs) oh the sex shop is like a 30 minute drive uh what do we got around here though a vacuum let's fucking go or you're you're like you have to wear hand-me-downs like oh they don't fit they're loose because my family (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my dad really wore this one out uh a a lot of these are designed to go around the balls and the shaft yes i'm i remember going to a sex shop once and looking through them and i was like really i have to get the smallest one i got a pretty regular size dick damn I got to, I got to get the smallest one. No. And then I got it. And I was like, it's still not fucking going around. And then looking online very briefly, or maybe I asked the person there, like I, the whole thing is you stretch it around yeah. all this. You got to go the whole year. Like very unclear Ikea style instructions for like, <laughs> oh, was, where's dowel D? How do I fit that? <laughs> uh yeah uh, it's got to be the full unit um and that's you'll find that's ultimately it seems like it's going to be less comfortable it's ultimately more comfortable and more effective so you want to go for the whole unit all this is if you happen to have a particularly good sex store around you or you you know been there a few times comfortable with the people or whatever this is the kind of question you could bring up and be like Mm -hmm. i'm having trouble finding the right size of thing because i'm sure they've they've encountered this before oh yeah <laughs> yeah like a tailor comes out with that little like ribbon tape. <laughs> <laughs> flip <laughs> fucking <laughs> right this way <laughs> incredible
Good business idea. <laughs> All right. Hi. Do we have anything else in here? Uh, yes, do, we do. do. I found one that's new. Oh, yeah. Uh, a more serious one. My wife and I have been married for three years now. When we were both 32, she was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. She has a lot of difficulty getting out of bed most days, so I am the sole source of revenue besides a small trust she draws money from. In addition to this, my wife does not do chores, so I also do the cooking, cleaning, and shopping. She recently asked me if she could go on a trip with some friends to the coast for the weekend. While I do want her to be happy, I feel resentment that she is able to take a trip, but is unable to help out around the house or actually do anything to contribute to our financial well-being. What do I do? Am I just being a resentful prick? Hmm. Ooh. Wait, why does she not? Why can't she do stuff? Chronic, chronic fatigue, fatigue syndrome. syndrome, which is not something I've heard of, but it's something I have felt when I have been depressed. <laughs> mm. I'm looking at I'm looking up chronic fatigue syndrome. Because I'm, I'm curious if this is a different thing. This right. sounds like it's in a situation where it's impossible to not maybe kind of a tiny bit suspect that it's bullshit. And that will mm -hmm. that'll create a resentment, you know, if you're yeah. like, if you've got a tiny voice in your head, that's like chronic fatigue. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no matter no matter how legitimate of an ailment it is, there will be that nagging idea like any any sort of like chronic illness. It's uh, that's invisible. It doesn't have like a very pronounced outward thing. There's always going to be a little bit of uh, uh, secret resentment there. So I won't say that you, you will be that you're being. How did you put it? A resentful prick. I won't say that you're being a resentful prick. I will say that a certain degree of resentment is only natural and and absolutely to be expected in the situation. Uh, uh, it's, it's what you do and how you handle that that uh, that really matters here. I'm looking at this to try to sort out any more details. It just says a disease characterized by profound fatigue, sleep abnormalities, pain, and other symptoms that are made worse by exertion. Cause of the condition is unknown, may include environmental or genetic factors. I, uh, I'm imagining his wife is just Snoop Dogg. It's just chronic fatigue syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't uh, clean the apartment today. I'm just Maybe. fucking too blunted. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking a. Get her it's, on the sativa. That'll help. Yeah, that's true. Switch for the fucking antica. I feel okay. I feel a little bad that we're we're cracking on about this. That, no, that's true. I, it's saying also main main symptom is fatigue for over six months. We're often worsens with activity. Doesn't improve with rest. It, it does seem kind of nebulous, and that's making me think overlap with depression or some kind of connection. Because, mm. like, I've felt this with depression, and it's 100%. rough because it's like simultaneously, like, I could, I have the capability to stand up and like go do the thing, but you just are fucking exhausted all of the time, and your, your brain is mush, and, and it's just brutal. And it's weird because it's like, you know, on one hand, you got to be empathetic of that with your partner. But on the other hand, like, I, I do get the resentment. That's like a lot to be taking on at once. I think the difference is kind of, one, internally, if you're framing this, like, how much are you engaging with that versus being like, this situation pisses me off as opposed to what is this, what is this chronic fatigue thing? 
and, and, and really like stewing on it without talking about it, being like, is she making this up? Is this like, I don't know, some some plan or something like that. Um, but, but all to kind of get at, like with shit like that, it's, you know, the opposite of the kind of clear medical problem, Arthur, you were mentioning where it's like, there's not just like, okay, take this meds, it's going to be fine. Like, it's the kind of thing it sounds like where a lot of like mental illness, you got to try a lot of different things. Some things don't work, some things stop working and all that. Uh, But all to say, like, it it seems like there's got to be some kind of like emotional component or something to this. And I feel like something like a trip that's like a positive thing that's going to get them up and moving and be like a good thing and they're willing to do that i would see that less of like oh they don't want to do this but they're doing this and more of like oh they they're having the energy to go do this thing maybe that gets some momentum going maybe that helps them get out of it because i don't i've had experiences like that with depression i, I wouldn't be surprised if it was something similar I had, so I'm kind of going down the same rabbit hole as you because I've had the same thing with like with depression and then also with this thing that I just kind of figured out, which is that uh, I like this is such a tricky one because it happens while you're asleep. I didn't realize for a long time I have sleep apnea. Oh, yeah. Oh, like I got it so hard. Shit, like during the day when you don't have it treated and then you, you could go your whole life just going, wow, I'm just exhausted all the time. So like, I you know, my personal take is like maybe there's something else going on here that's it's just being labeled by some doctor as this like this uh you know collective uh, collection of symptoms or whatever but that like maybe a whole other podcast that should be answering that question or even doctor Um, (laughs) but like let's take this at let's let's assume that this is a real condition that this person has and then go from there assuming that this is a real thing and that you are in a long-term relationship with somebody where the the scales are unevenly tipped in the direction that you have to do a lot of the housework and stuff. I think you try finally, you just have to ask yourself if you're ultimately okay with that. Yeah. And you might be, you know, honestly, like it's not, I, I don't, I don't think the point of a relationship is to divvy up the fucking work exactly evenly necessarily. Like I, For sure. I, I think I do more like house, like work around the apartment that I, I just with my roommates and I honestly don't give a shit. Cause it's just, I just, I'm the type of person I just want the shit to get done. So like, I think sure. you can get to a point where you're like, this is fucking fine. You know, maybe I'm pissed off about it one time and then you're whatever. But if you all, but if you ultimately like actually kind of don't want to do this, ugh, you know, you gotta stare that right in the face. Yeah. That's an important consideration too, though, because you know, in the event of that, definitely better to make that recognition and and get out of there as opposed to like letting this resentment build and build, and you're, you're stuck and you're miserable because it just it just gets worse. So, like, as hard as that would be, and it, I, like, obviously, a, a shitty thing to have to break up with somebody for. Uh, but like also if this is something you can't handle, like they're also better off with, with somebody else's and just anybody, but you are, are, are single. If you're sitting there building this resentment the entire time and mm. ultimately going to make the situation worse. Uh, excellent points all around. Uh, something that I do want to get to real quick with this one, uh, before we move on to this, to this final question in our, in our question box here. Uh, if she has, taking chronic fatigue syndrome at its face value and saying that it is like a for real, real condition and she absolutely has it and it's debilitating, right? Uh, she still gets to go on trips and stuff. You know what I mean? For like, sure. Like, it's true. So like if you have a resentment around that, you kind of got to like just, you just got to bite that. And then all of the things we said about like whether or not 
you're okay being in this relationship ultimately. Um, but she she gets to go on she gets to go on trips. Yeah. You know? Do not let capitalism tell you that trips are a thing that are earned from fucking, you know, fighting right. for crumbs with your fellow man. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. It, this this shit should not be transactional with, with relationships. That's not a not a great way to be framing things and it's gonna lead to more of that fucking resentment. But it, this is a mess of a situation though. Like this is this is a lot to address. It's it's like a nuanced thing. There's not a clear cut uh, kind of solution here. And so I wish you the best with it. I mean, this is, it's a tough situation to deal with. And so I, yes. I hope it works out. That's, that's the big takeaway I want you to know is that we're in your corner. We want you to, we want you to be well. We want everyone to, to come out of this happy. So. And best fulfilled. Yes. Ever go on the trip. Maybe that lifts your spirits. She comes back. Maybe that momentum keeps going. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. <clears throat> Uh, this one commits what we consider to be a cardinal sin around here, and it's opening with the TLDR. You don't oh. open with the TLDR. You can't do that. Oh. TLDR, are you not supposed to let guys know you like them? I don't know how to play, and I don't want to. Every time I'm interested in someone and let them know that, and let them know that, not in a weird way, but I'm sweet and make an effort to do, make an effort with everything I do because that's me. They all of a sudden are no longer interested. And I'm really cool, funny, also hot. Even when I give my number to a couple of guys the last few weeks, no call. I'm not afraid to go up to someone and say, hi, I'm blank, and I think you're really blank. Do you have a GF? Okay, well, here is my number. But then the girls who are the girls who are dicks get the guy or just not into them. I don't get it. I definitely am someone who has a vetting process, but I don't be fucking like that. So there's the chase element there that they have, but I'm just upfront about being sweet to someone and that's where I lose them. Insight, please. Hmm. Yeah, this is interesting. There's a lot of interesting tidbits of information in this. Yes. Oh, one is that I don't like, this is completely irrelevant to what the person actually looks like because hotness is a uh, subjective thing. Mm-hmm. But this person self describes as hot, which means they're confident, right? Yeah. Um, which is interesting. You know what I think is going on here mm. is that uh, if you choose to be as direct as this person says they're being by straight up asking people all the time, "Yo, do you want to do this or not?" You also have to. That's cool. Like I think direct being direct is cool, but then you also have to be prepared to be rejected sometimes because mm-hmm. you know usually people when they're not interested there's like a whole subtextual unspoken process of like subliminally kind of signaling all these things and this is right. why people don't go about just walking up to each other and just going i am hot you are hot do you want to fuck you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like if you ask enough people like that if it you know some of them are going to say like uh, you've given me no choice but to say no, which is a rude sounding right. thing to say, you know. But no, but respect though, you know. I say keep doing this, but just understand that like that's going to happen. Yep, for sure. The, the the confidence and the directness is is definitely good, but it, like it also just doesn't. It doesn't matter how how hot or confident you are. I mean, it does to an extent, and then I'm sure more are going to go better. But I think the majority of situations, people are going to say no. If especially if it's just like a real upfront, real quick, 
because uh, I don't know, coming coming out of the blue like that, like I'm picturing somebody doing that to me, and I feel like on certain days I'd be like, hell yeah, that was awesome, but other days I might be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like I'm just trying to get groceries or something. Kind of acting like a guy in a lot of ways, sure. just shooting your yes. shot all the time, and then the thing is when like because for a lot of like cis hetero guys or whatever i don't know about you guys but i mean in my experience i've operated like this and what it is is a numbers game where you're just like Mm -hmm. gonna get rejected (laughs) a lot and that hurts but then one the one time in you know however many that it it fucking works you're like wow holy shit it worked i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. hook up with somebody now cool you know there, there was a whole episode of King of the Hill based on this where uh, fucking Bobby's trying to learn from Boomhauer how to pick up girls and he just literally goes up to every girl in the mall and is like, Dang, you want to go out, man? And uh, Bobby eventually is just like, what the fuck is this? Like, he, he's like, he's completely, you know, completely dismissive of the, of the Boomhauer system. And I, th- and I think that's, I think that's maybe where you're going to end up. If this if this is too tough for you, like if the constantly getting shot down because you're you know you're put you're you're putting up more more shots you take the more overall misses you're gonna have no matter what your percentage is, right. um, and if that's not working out for you, then you gotta you gotta knock it the fuck off and try to try to go something more subtle. I just say too, like you can you can even keep with this direct approach, and maybe like I'm I'm misunderstanding from here, you know. You kind of like gave the thing you say, but if this is full on, like you're just going up, hey, I think you're hot, kind of thing. Uh, I would, I would roll it back slightly, you know, still have the confidence of going up and talking to people, but man, just start with something different, have like a little brief conversation, because yeah. then you can also see like, oh, okay, I like this person, or okay, you know, you, you got a little, you got a little screening process there, and uh, I, I think people are more going to be more receptive if you can kind of like make that initial connection with them of some kind yeah like if this isn't working you might consider that the method itself is actually what is causing the outcome like some people like the chase you know it's fun mm. the first part when you first meet somebody and you're like i don't know if they like me do they that's like really fun for a lot so of good people, you know it's right. exciting it's the only exciting thing that's ever going to happen in your fucking life life is long <laughs> and boring <laughs> I'm having I'm having some memories to a couple similar situations like that actually of of uh women kind of being like real up front like this and kind of like the straight to the point way and having been like it's just a look like skeptic. I don't know. There's yeah. it's not a usual thing that happens. And when it's really quick to the point like that, it's it's almost like uh like are you a chatbot kind of thing? Are they <laughs> migrated to the real world? IRL chatbot. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I would if somebody did this to me, I would think they were fucking with me. Right. Yeah, you that's, that's because I have zero confidence, and I don't think of it, you know that well, this ever happened to me. But this this might be like the the problem here for this person is just the way society is set up. Because it's not to True. say that this is like right or wrong, but the outcomes you're getting that we're explaining are based on the way we're all socialized, which is just to mm-hmm. think things work a certain way, which is unfortunate. Right. It's, we didn't set it up like this. It just is, you know? So, uh, you might valiantly fight against that social system, which is cool, I think, but you might also not maybe work within it. If you're just trying to get a certain outcome or something. Right. Yeah. And, and, and not like completely changing who you are or anything, just changing how you're, how you're kind of approaching people, I guess. And, uh, 
was I going to say? I, I, I want to rehash, though. The, the confidence part is, is very, very good. Like, if, if you're going to have this mentality or the mentality of, like, oh, God, I'm never going to find anybody. Like, this, this is definitely, it's not like a bad place to be. Just if you're trying to get those numbers up, maybe maybe add a little finesse, a little more finesse to it. Yeah, confidence is good. Whatever you do, keep that. People like that, you know? For sure. And we like you, so thank you for the question. Uh, we hope you, you double your RBI. Is that the baseball <laughs> stat? That would be a run batted in, yes. Very is nice. that good? Boom Howard in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so get that percentage up just like the, the baseballers do. Uh, folks, we've arrived at the at the end of the program. This is, uh, this is it. We've made it. Uh, Donovan is throwing his hands in the air and closing his eyes in ecstasy as, as the episode is coming to a close. Oh, I'm going to get another Topo Chico. I'm that excited. sounds fucking great. Uh, I'm going to have a lemonade, I think. Seems pretty good. Uh, Jake Flores, big thanks for, for being with us. Thanks for joining us once more. Always uh, fun time. And we really appreciate you saying that. And uh, we would appreciate very much if you would drop your plugs here. Yeah, my podcasts are called Pod Damn America and Why You Mad. And there you can follow me and find all that shit at Feral Jokes, which is my name on all social media, which is an anagram for my name, Jake Flores. And Field. Also what I used on field, which is why I got doxxed. <laughs> I think it used to be my Fet Life name at one point. It's just everywhere. Yeah. If you're trying to find my nudes, you can also Google me. You'll see them. Hell yeah. <laughs> Our first nudes plug. We respect the confidence, much like the last question asker, this is the level you can get to. Fuck yeah. Fucking own it. We love it. Our uh, intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro song is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find them at instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or on Spotify by looking up the three words, the Hayfellows. Why don't you do yourself a big fat hairy favor and head on over to patreon.com slash RFTB and subscribe at the $5 a month level gets you four bonus episodes every month. It's $1.25 an episode, folks. Stop on by. We got Jake Flores in the After Dark Zone this week. Uh, all kinds of fun people back there. Uh, fucking friend of the show, Zisty. We're back, like, way back in the way back, talking about fucking fake weed. So fun. <laughs> There's like 24 episodes in there at this point. What a fucking steal. And speaking of Patreon, we got to shout out our top patrons, including Spreadable Fruit. Rich Homie Click Clack. My dad. <laughs> Fucking rich homie Barb. My girlfriend, <laughs> Abigail. And uh, uh, Dylan, daddy, my friend of, of uh, nearly two decades. We love you all. Thank you for your support. Thanks to all you other patrons. Uh, good times. Fuck yeah. Uh, I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah. That's lovely. That was lovely. <laughs>